0: road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the, on the road again. Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Again, being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, We're still continuing our series of stories from home because there's still no one traveling. Tonight, my guest is Mark Peacock from the Travel Commons, the voice of the Traveler podcast. I have listened to Mark and his podcast for probably 14, 15 years. He's been traveling for twice as long as that. It's a great interview. I'll put links to his podcast in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Tonight I have a special guest, Mark Peacock from the Travel Commons podcast. Mark, how you doing? Good, Steve. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good. It's Saturday, but all days are Saturdays right now, it seems to be. It could be the 53rd of April. I'm not sure. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're based out of.
1: Well, I am in Chicago, Illinois. It's, uh, it's probably, we've got, uh, well, April in Chicago is always a dodgy month, um, and so I think it's like 38 degrees or so and raining today. Of course, it was like in the, uh, it was about 62 days ago, uh, so it, co- it kind of comes and goes. On top of that, I'm about uh, two or three blocks off of Lake Michigan. Which just adds to the excitement. You, you get your own your own weather uh, your own weather system, and you have a podcast. I do. It's called the uh, Travel Commons Podcast. I have been uh, actually coming up uh, next month on the fifteenth anniversary one five, which is always a shocking uh, number to me. And I started it in May of uh, actually first episode was May fifteenth in two thousand five and. And actually that early on, it was a weekly, uh, it was a weekly podcast because I actually had a backlog of content that I had, you know, had enough content to crank out, uh, crank out weekly podcasts. Nowadays, it's fallen off to a a monthly cadence. Though I will tell you that, uh, that this travel lockdown is uh, even threatening that a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've gone from travel themes to stories from home for the last (laughs) And, and I have listened since episode one. I actually went back into the archives. Your first show was called, do you remember what it was called?
1: Ooh, no, I don't. I would have to go look at that.
0: <laughs> it was called the first Travel Commons podcast. Well, there you go. Okay. <laughs>
1: you go. And uh, I
0: actually posted a comment. I said, I can relate to your TSA stories. The lady at BWI at this afternoon was a total power trip. Uh, you must remove your, remember this, shoes and jacket. Yeah, and she would announce this every few minutes, and I was I was on a four hour delay at BWI, and I don't remember how I came across. I was trying to think, um, because I've always been a fan of podcasts from when they first hit, before they were even on a smartphone. I had a little iLo mm-hmm. um, podcast. I don't yeah, just that's all it did was hold MP3s. Yeah, and I was trying to remember where I came across you, and I and I could not do it for the life of me. Uh, but w- what really intrigued me was the fact that you recorded in the hotel bathrooms <laughs> and that it w- there was just something about that that I go, you know, this guy, he's got some swagger to him and in all road warriors, we all kind of congregate together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Prefer- preferably not, in, not in hotel bathrooms. No. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that I mean, that was the whole, that was the whole concept was, um, telling travel, uh, travel stories because, um, you know, when you're out, You know, when you'd be out with folks and sitting around at dinner, um, the the stories would just start to come out. I remember having dinner with one guy, an older guy, and he, some of his work had been on the Alaska pipeline when they were, when they were building that. And he was, I don't know, going and doing some inspection stuff. And he was talking about like, you know, having a flight in on a bush plane and then like the bush plane kind of going out, I don't know whether it crashed or had a tough landing and they're kind of hanging around and then grizzly bears started coming out. And <laughs> it's like, I, you know, oh my God, how do you, you know, how do you top that one, right? <laughs> uh,
0: there, there is, that is, there is so many stories out there and you
1: have a bit of a radio background, right? So this was kind of a natural. That that was the thing. I, I actually, it, it mixed it up for me in that I had done I had done radio broadcasting when I was in Memphis and so, um, and and really worked through high school in radio broadcasting in Memphis. I mean, started started on 1590 on the AM dial. So like you could not go any further out on that dial Um, (laughs) in a, uh, in a studio slash transmitter in the middle of a cow field in Collierville, Tennessee. And uh, so, uh, I mean, anything that, anything from that is moving up, but, and, and so I had done that. And then I was doing years later, I was doing some writing uh, for alternative newspapers and then, Editorial change came, and that went away, and 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 then that's right about. as I started starting to think about it, that's right, kind of when podcasts Well, first blogging, and I had all these travel stories. I was like, well, maybe I'll do a blog, and then and that's when I noticed podcasting, which was probably end of 2004, beginning of 2005. So as you said, before um, before, you know, before iTunes had picked it up, and before, so before it was truly on. Um, easily on a on a uh, on an iPod, and then um, I just said, well, I'll I'll give this a go. This will be a lot of fun." And and just kind of molded the two together. And I don't know. It's been it's been four. I I, I haven't found a good reason to quit yet. What? I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: well, do you remember the some of the first podcasts you listened to? Um, I did. You know, there was a um, the I mean, the old MTV guy, Adam Curry, had yep i uh, had the daily source code and i think that's what i started listening um that's what i started listening to and then there were some guys who were doing some you know some some travel stuff like uh travel coffee and a couple of other things and and they just kind of you know came and went chris christensen doing amateur traveler podcast was always a big one um craig, uh, uh craig and linda martin doing indie travel podcast was another one and so those are some of the those are some of the early ones from a travel standpoint. Yeah, and and then as more and more people start putting more uh, more content out, you know, it's just a lot of stuff to pick up. I, I I still listen to like some of the BBC stuff in our time because I'm just a history nerd. And <laughs> so it's been good. How about you?
0: I started with Daily Source Code, um, Dawn and Drew. Yep, Yep. That may have been, I don't know, did they ever talk? I'm trying to think that may have been Don and Drew because there was another guy up in the Midwest, um, Rich, I can't remember his name, and he was another road warrior. Um, I started with him. I started blogging after reading the Scoble article about him being a Microsoft evangelist. I'd never Hmm. really heard about blogging, and I started a site in the early 2000s and killed that. Um, probably late 2009, and then and then just started back up in the last three or four years. I was doing it for a, a local paper here in Florida, mm-hmm. and they disbanded the content. Everybody's everybody's yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 kind of tough. But yeah, it was just a, I, that's how I get most of my content. I very rarely listen to terrestrial radio now. Yeah, um, most yeah. everything is that. What
1: did you start recording on? Do you remember? Um, I had what was it? It was like a little, I'd have to go back and I would have to go back and look at it. It was like a little uh, MP3 player, um, like iRiver.
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. They were iRivers.
1: Yep. Yeah. it was like, the damn thing was like two or three inches long and I ended up. And so that the first, the first couple of podcasts, it was just with that microphone. You can tell, God, the audio kind of between the reverb and the (laughs) Uh, in, in the in the bathrooms and just the awfulness of that microphone, uh, those uh, those uh, yeah the audio content of those early podcasts makes my ears bleed. Um, but then, um, but then, I, and so then, a big step up for me was going to Radio Shack and buying a uh, a little condenser mic and actually plugging it into the you know into the mic feed, oh, and wow. that was a quantum level improvement. in uh, <laughs> Uh, in, in 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 quality oh man
0: i i started with um basically a condenser mic into the back of an iphone and then ended up buying a little zoom recorder and now i just got one of these little samsung mics that i take with me that seems to be okay um that was that was always i was just always amazed now how, how that technology has progressed in the last five or 10 years and, and now distributed it's is really relatively pretty easy. I use anchor and it, it pushes that out to everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how many nights typically
0: were you spending on the road each year?
1: I, I mean, there was early on um, I would, you know, I would, I would do kind of three nights, four days. So it would okay. be, you know, leave Monday, get back, uh, fly back Friday. There were, uh, and that was, if I was, if I was traveling, uh, domestically, there were times I would do, I was doing some projects down in Johannesburg, South Africa, and that is a 17 hour flight. I mean, that's, and, and the most interesting part of that flight is, is the shortest leg of that flight is over the Atlantic. So, um, so you are <laughs> which is insane. It's like yeah. six or seven hours over the Atlantic and then another 10 to 11 hours down, you know, just over Africa. And, and the first time I did that, was, it just that gives you a sense of how flipping big Africa is. That's,
0: you can't imagine. I mean, I've driven across Texas and I thought that was big. I could only imagine um, <laughs> flying over Africa.
1: Yeah. So that was, yeah. So, so obviously those didn't come home on the weekends, but, uh, but, but other than that, normally we do that. And I always felt that there was a big difference, big difference between uh, being out, you know, Monday through Thursday, that that four days versus the three days. There's a, psychologically, there's a big difference. I think, and I think part of it is a, if you're flying out Monday morning, you've lost Sunday night because yep. you're already starting to gear up and, um, and so it kind of cuts your weekend, uh, kind of cut your weekend off. And then, I mean, when you think about it, if you're flying out Monday morning, so you're catching that, you know, 7am flight out and then you're not getting back till Thursday night, Friday, you're spending all day Friday, just like catching up. And, then, and we all know Friday became the day of wall-to-wall conference calls and, and so, you know, you basically cramming the rest of your life into basically 36 hours, you know, mm-hmm. into, you know, or call it 48 from, you know, from Friday night into, uh, in into Sunday night. And it just, it really, for me, it was a big difference when I was able to move from four days out to three days out.
0: It, it is a big difference. Cause I ne- if I have an, a, a suicide flight out on Monday morning, I never sleep good. Yeah. You know, cause I'm, I've never missed a flight in 20 years, but I'm always looking at the clock mm-hmm. and then I'm just, I'm destroyed. But you're right. Coming back and actually being home for the last six weeks, I have, I'm exhausted because you're there. It's like the Friday, but five days a week because they know you're home and they go, we're going to do a meeting in two hours. Can you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, to go. I didn't realize how much time, time I was uh, actually squirreling away by being stuck in the air. <laughs> uh, Do you remember the last day that you were on the road before <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Yeah it was like the 3rd week in uh February uh-huh. uh, and went down uh and actually but it was uh it was leisure travel went down to Key West was uh uh visiting some friends who, who were snowboarding uh, snowbirding not snowboarding uh they were that was their uh that was their inaugural snowbird so uh you know mostly people in Chicago either go one or two directions if they like humidity, they go down to Naples, you know, somewhere from like Fort Myers to Marco Island, right? And and that stretch of uh, of southwest Florida. And if they don't like humidity, then they go to Scottsdale. And that's, that's typically the split out of Chicago. And you,
0: and I, speaking of Arizona, we'll get to that in a second. But you are <laughs> correct. I mean, we've spent a lot of time. I've lived in Florida off and on probably 20, 25 years. And you get down in Key West, and and after two or three days, you start convincing yourself, I could live down here. I could collect aluminum cans (laughs) and maybe make some palm tree hats. It's very hypnotic.
1: Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And so these folks, they said – they said they were going to this was their first shot at these friends' first shot at uh, at at, uh, at doing the snowbird thing, and that was because last winter in Chicago was kind of tough. they were like, "I can't do that again." No. And so they did um, they did sort of February March, and they rented this little house, you know a couple of blocks off of Duval Street in the historic district and in and, and like this little side street and so we just we went we went down there and and did the whole drive down the overseas overseas highway cuz it's like you just got to do that so you know coming back and then um you know driving back up that it either Thursday or Friday and you were starting to get hints that things were kind of going on you know in mid in mid february and ended up going um going into Calle de ocho getting some cuban food in uh, in miami and then we were flying out of lauderdale so went up to Hollywood, Florida, which is where my grandparents had retired to. And I hadn't been there, geez, since, you know, in 35 years. And it's so, changed. It changed a little bit. Yeah. A a little little bit. Bit, yeah. <laughs> there's a big giant, there's a big giant hard rock guitar. Yeah, um, exactly. I, that that wasn't there when I was a kid. Um, yeah. But, uh, and, and I didn't see, I didn't see quite as many, um, Quebecers. That was when my when my grandparents were there. That was always like, it was all about Quebecers. Yeah. we are like, why are there all these? Who knows? But anyhow. Yep. Yeah, but that was it. Um, and I had, and you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks prior to that, I had been, I'd finished up a project in, in Arizona and then tacked on a weekend to go skiing in Purgatory, um, in Purgatory, Colorado. And I look back on that, I was like, man, I am glad I took advantage of, the, of, of those times. I know. We,
0: we got pulled off the road, I think, first week, second week of March. And I, I had, right before that, I had to, to go to Atlanta. And I actually drove mm-hmm. just because I didn't want to deal with with the hassles of the airport looming, yeah. what, was, what I thought was coming. And then we were supposed to go to Jersey that second week of March. And they they pulled the trip on us, and and thankfully because we thought we'd get stuck. I did, did not want to get stuck in Fairfield, New Jersey, quarantined yeah. in the Hampton Inn. Yeah. Just not on my not on my list. So, have you had to cancel any trips that you were really looking forward to?
1: I was. I was um, in. I had actually planned to be home just in March, just hanging out, um, and just quite honestly, just getting. Getting the to-do list kind of kind of whittled down to something reasonable because I had been traveling pretty hard from sort of Thanksgiving through the end of January, and so I was like, okay, I, you know, I I, I don't mind um, having a couple, of, you know, having a month off and, and just like you know, getting the oil changed on the car and doctor's appointments, all this other sort of crap. The things, thing, you know, when you're and I was traveling four days a week out to Phoenix. And that just ends up happening, right? You just, stuff just gets snowplowed. Yep. And so I had looked at it and said, okay, good. This, is, And I'll, I'll get this, this stuff kind of taken care of. But then in April, we were going, uh, my wife, my wife's going down to Austin, Texas. And then we were going to meet out in Napa Valley for her birthday. And and so obviously that got blown up. And then, um, and then a f- friend of mine, good friend of mine, was getting remarried and he was going to do it up in Sedona um, Arizona and uh, and and the thing there was is he was marrying a woman from he's going to it just got delayed I shouldn't say past tense should now switch to future tense <laughs> or at least at least I think so I haven't talked to him in, I, haven't, I haven't caught up with him uh, you know in the past couple of weeks so but he uh, he and his uh, fiance who's polish uh, they were going to get married up in Sedona well I mean, what happened to them was, so a lot of her family was coming over from Southern Poland, from Krakow, Katowice, and, or Katowice, if I pronounce it properly, but um, then the travel bans went in, and so they were completely, they were completely hosed, wow, and so those, those got snowplowed. My daughter was supposed to go over to, is supposed to go over to London uh, the second week in May. That's, that's obviously going to get, um, that's going to get blown up you know uh, ever ever hopeful um i booked uh, you know b- booked flights to um Book flights to Barcelona the end of September because the fares were phenomenal. Now's the time to buy. I mean, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, and you can push it, right? I mean, so everybody's saying because as long as you're willing to give them cash, yep. Um, and they're go- They're going to take it. and They're going to let you move it. There's no cancellation fee. So it's like, dude, boom. So got got that one locked in for the end of uh, for the end of September and then thanksgiving um, looking at london in thanksgiving and just that one did on frequent flyer miles because there was just a, some smoking deals and all we the reason i ask is i was supposed to be in phoenix this
0: last week and i was really looking for i was going to the arrogant butcher right? oh yeah had written, yeah cuz i figured that's got to be the world's greatest name for a place
1: <laughs> and then what was
0: the other one the the whining pig
1: yes yeah the yeah the, the, uh, yeah, the whining pig which squeal, was phenomenal. is phenomenal yeah, just around the corner. It was a great beer, great beer bar. And so we were going to go in
0: Sunday. We had we had meetings Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We were going to stay over one more night, and and just yeah. and I was really that because I've never been to Phoenix, and I was like, man, and I was all I was all kind of jazzed for that. And then we were going to do our summer trip, which we may still do. We just may move it back. we were going to do the Bourbon Trail up through Kentucky and do the oh. whole. Um, the whole makers mark last year. It was Niagara Falls the pre the year before that it was Virginia We did flew into uh, Richmond and went up through the mm-hmm. um, And then we've got one kid graduating so their graduation has been postponed from college
1: right.
0: um, And two of the kids work for a theme park, so they don't know when they're going back.
1: Yeah, oh, that's true. I um so the thing I've got Kind of working on right now is um, is going to, is driving down uh from Chicago down to Nashville actually south of Nashville to franklin spring yep. hill um my my mother lives down in uh, in spring Hill and they are they're releasing the uh the stay at home uh the the at home lockdowns uh in Tennessee next week outside of the main cities okay and so, um, so Memphis, Nashville, Knoxville, Chattanooga, I think are, are they, they've, they're still trying to figure those out. But, um, but outside of those, if you look, I've just been looking at some of the data and the, the case counts are fairly low in those places. So I'm kind of looking at, uh, at heading down there, probably the middle, um, the middle of May. That's an eight hour drive from, uh, from Chicago. It's pretty easy drive, just straight down I-65. So I figure I can uh, I can pack a lunch and uh, yeah. <laughs> and and only have to do one gas stop and I, I ought to be pretty good. At it.
0: You should be so. okay. My, my counter my counterpart at work lives in Missouri, and they were they're like, kind of like a Spring Hill or a Franklin. They haven't been inundated. They really didn't put a stay in place order in until the last few three or four weeks, and he's looking to to kind of move back out and, and, and and get, get moving with it. And Nashville is one of my favorite towns. We love going to Nashville. Mm -hmm. There's endless good food, good, good barbecue, great beer. Um, There's always, always something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you miss most about not being on the road, if anything?
1: Um, You know what? I, I, I think there, you know, it's interesting. You you think about that and and when we're on the road, we kind of, we kind of um, moan a little bit about, about airport lines, security lines, TSA delays. We're, supp- We're supposed to. That's yeah, exactly. That's part of the program, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's part of is is whining. Um, but I think, um, but then when it's taken away, you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" And I and I, I do think there's a couple of things. I think there's is that idea of change, and that is the the scenery. The scenery changes, even if you're going back to the same place every time um uh, you know if you're going to you know phoenix for you know for you know for four weeks six weeks or eight weeks or whatever there's there's just change involved and by the way i think oftentimes because you're either by yourself or you're with a you know a crew of coworkers, there's just a different vibe than with your family and and i think you just the just that change um, Uh, that that change. And then, and also I think with your family, at least with my family, the going away and coming back is, I think it just gives everybody a break, which is, which is almost like doubly multiplied with this lockdown, Um, or the stay at home, at least in Chicago is sort of like, not only am I not going away, um, we're all in the same flipping place. <laughs> yeah, ab, ab, absolutely. I was talking to one of my
0: counterparts. We do kind of the, the Zoom social hour a couple of times mm-hmm. a week. And that's what he said. He says, there's so much normalcy being at home right. that when you're on the road, everything changes. And the other thing I was thinking about the other day is there's no commute. So you've got, we in this house, we've got five people. Yeah, Nobody's going to work. So there's no time to decompress. Nobody gets to listen to their favorite music. Mm-hmm. We're here you know, 24 seven. So I think that, that does kind of play into it. And Then the other thing I miss is of course, the points.
1: <laughs>
0: my 401 is going down and so are my points. So.
1: Now, luckily for me, and I am, you know, where I am in, in my travel career is luckily for me. Um, I hit, I hit lifetime levels on American United and Marriott. You're in. Yeah. So, you know, whereas other folks are like, Oh my God, right. Watching. Well, they were up until a couple of weeks ago, sort of like watching the the status clock tick and doing the math going, how is this going to happen? And then, you know, I, I, I think finally all the, all the big players kind of, Basically, gave it a push.
0: I think so. I mean, I work with a couple. I call them baby road warriors. You know, they're still yeah. kind of looking at their points every, you know, I'll, I'll be diamond one day. So I, I'm lifetime diamond, um, Hilton, yep. lifetime something. Uh, but, you know, Hilton extended it. And finally, Southwest did, thankfully. They were like the last one. So I've got companion pass till June of 2016. I think they threw us another 25,000 points. Uh, but that's a lot of that's our vacation stuff. I mean, we've done some, I sent everybody to Chicago a couple of years ago in the middle of summer. And I think we paid basically for taxes and Ubers, everything. Yeah. yeah. So there, I mean, there is a, there is that trade-off. Have you gotten frustrated at home yet? Have
1: you melted um, down? I I, I I take, I take a lot of walks. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> I take a lot of walks. I I would, I, I would get on the bike and ride when, like, whenever the temperature broke, got above 55 degrees, and the wind was below 15 miles an hour. So I am a bit of a fair weather, fair weather biker. That's 15 miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that wind starts... I mean, it, especially this time of year in Chicago, it's sort of like, oh, great. Like, it's 60 degrees. Yeah, because it's a 15-mile-an-hour wind out of the south. And so... Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and I know... I know how fast I can bike pretty well. And so when I'm looking down at that speedometer and I'm seeing that speedometer like at 18, 18 and a half, and I'm not really working it. I'm like, Oh man, the turnaround this is just, the turnaround of this is going to be so tough. Yeah, when I got to go back the other way, yeah, I yeah, am, exactly. I am, I am, I am going to be paying. I know what that's going to be like.
0: No, no but good I, deed goes unpunished. Exactly. Oh,
1: uh, I mean, the problem though was then, like the first really nice day, um, I went for a bike ride on the on the lakeshore path, which is like an 18 mile path up and down along Lakeshore Drive, or along the. The lake, uh, along Lake Michigan, and it's really nice. Of course, I was there with like I don't know, like fifty thousand of my close personal friends. At which point, the uh, the mayor said, "You people are not social distancing and close the whole thing down." And so, and so that that took that that took uh, that release out. I've, now I've found some other places, a little bit count. more urban writing, but uh, you yeah, know, try not to get bored or anything. But um, I think there's, I think there's that. I, I think there's. Um, uh, also, uh, you know, kind of, kind of figuring out different ways to work out. So, you know, we live in a 20, 20, uh, 20 floor apartment building. So, I've been doing stair intervals. Uh, that'll
0: like, that'll keep you that'll keep you honest. Stair intervals, <laughs> yeah, a little, a little, like you
1: said last week. Hit, hit will it'll it'll wear you out. I mean, it's man. I was doing this yesterday, and it's like a thirty second sprint up you know, with two, two flights of stairs, each step, right. You know, and then I, and I'll start with a minute recovery and then move to a minute and a half. That's recovery. Yeah, Cause I'm an old guy.
0: <laughs> I've got one of the, I've got one of those, uh, what is it? Aerodyne, uh, rogue bikes out in the garage, same thing. And you start doing these intervals and it's like, my lungs are clapping together and I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh man. Golly. Yeah. And all, uh, of course. So I, will
1: tell you, I will tell you this though, is that, so one of the things I, I have been doing, because I can't, you know, you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a tap room or anything like that. So a lot of the microbreweries in Chicago immediately whacked up, you know, immediately stood up these e-commerce pages. Um, so went to Square Toast or, you know, right. whoever they went to <clears throat> and, you know, stood these things up and, and pretty quickly put together, um, you know, order online, pay online, drive up, call us, pop your trunk, and we'll come and put the beer in the trunk. And so that has been there there's been kind of uh, you know, so every every week or so, you know, on a Friday, I'll kind of, you know, I'll be tracking on the websites, kind of looking and going like, okay, who's got something new? Who's got something new? And then I'll kind of go and do the uh and, and do the loop. I only wish that at now at this point, just to go beer nerd, graduate level beer nerdery. I wish they would like put an RSS feed on these. Um, so that you know, hey, I'm surprised nobody's done it. And,
0: and you're a big beer guy. We're both, we both follow each other on untapped. And one of the guys I work with, this was a new spin is he said, you know, he's been home roughly five weeks is that he's discovered a whole bunch of local beer by him that he didn't know was around. He lives in Pennsylvania. And he's like, you know, I'm used to it. Cause every time we go to a new town, I always fire up untapped and see what's yeah. trending and what's close by. But he said, you know, he's never really looked local. Here living in Florida, we've got I've got Cigar City, I've, we've got a handful of them. Um, but there's no there's no shortage of them. And we've actually we kind of graduated from buying because we've got four four out of the five people in the house can drink. So we've gone from four six packs
1: to twelve packs to now eighteen, whatever the combo <laughs> is. So it's it's tough, man. The, the amount of the amount of drinking that that you do, because it's like what else, right? I mean, at some point, what else are you going to do? It's so. either
0: Weight Watchers or AA when we're done with this. And then, <laughs> you know, my team has a social hour. Then my region has a social hour. And it's, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, guys, come on. Have Have you watched any travel themed movies since you've been home?
1: I have. I have not. I've been. Um... And I wouldn't know, even know what that would look like. But I, I've been doing—I've actually been doing a little bit more of. Um, uh, so I, I've been doing probably a little bit more cooking. So okay. been playing around with sous- my sous vide kit. So you know, working on that. My wife, like every other person, has gotten into doing the sourdough and the bed—the uh, bread break. I, I bread, did not. I did
0: bread bread. not get that correlation. But yeah, everybody's doing sourdough bread. I you know. Yeah.
1: Well, you know why? Because then you're basically you don't need the yeast, right? (laughs) Although you go and try and find bread, uh, you know, bread flour in a grocery store. And, you know, the aisles are cleaned out. That was the goofiest thing when when the lockdown started. I went into this grocery store. Uh, Okay, so everybody knew about the toilet paper being cleared, uh, cleared out. Okay, got that. At least here in Chicago. There, then the next, the thing that really surprised me was corn tortillas were all cleared out. I was like, there's all these flour tortillas, but the corn. But corn, so they were that, so they were that selective? Yeah, like, I just did not understand <laughs> that. And, but the bread flour has just continued to be gone. Um, and I just, I, I don't understand that. So, but, um, but I did, uh, you know, I did the, um, so my wife was doing that. I've been playing around with kind of you know, kind of the long, slow, the sort of sous vide stuff with, you know, putting like, you know, pork shoulder in there and doing carnitas and then, and then doing lamb and doing beef and doing stuff like that. So that's been fun. And then, so, so then I started doing, looking at courses online um, and I ended up finding this Harvard course online, which is all about science and cooking. And, and so they've got guys doing like sphere, all all the sort of molecular gastronomy stuff. But it is, I guess that course is in kind of a, a combination of physics and chemistry course. And so the math on it is not simple it's not a half a cup it's no no i mean they're like deriving heat diffusion equations on this thing and you're going like okay so if we look at this how you know how long should you know how long should it take for this steak to be done and and my background my undergraduate degree is in chemical engineering and and so i look at the stuff i looked at some of the stuff I'm like Wow, this is this has taken me. This is to, some of it. I'm like, fine, I can do it. Some of it was like brutal. I'm like, okay, i I give. I'm I'm just I'm pressing next. And so going, it was it was more Alton Brown than Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Elton Brown with a PhD. Oh, and, and, man, you know.
0: we we actually did a, a coconut uh, Thai chicken last night a sous vide that was good. And that is the one thing. And I've done more crock pot stuff because I'm home. Yeah. Um, and we've and that's that's been, you know, part of the the, the good side of it is that I've had more because I love to cook. That's the one thing I do miss about not traveling yeah. is all the food. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, there's places I'm sure like you that you go to uh, like Memphis. I know where I'm going. When I go to Memphis. I know I'm going to have a couple of meals at, at, at Central Barbecue and, yep. and places like that. Um, and, and over the years, we have crossed paths by not much because I remember years ago, you had talked about flying into Memphis mm-hmm. before the rental lot was on site. And there used to be the guy that drove the Hertz bus and he was like a DJ. He was like this jazz yeah. DJ. And it yeah. was. And I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I've been there. I know that guy. So. <laughs> Um, it it is amazing that you know how they always say that you know it's a small world I wouldn't want to paint it but it is I mean we've we've probably crossed paths within probably three or four weeks of each other over the years
1: you know and it's funny because there are times where I will be in an airport I'll be in LaGuardia I'll be in Detroit I'll be um, you know in O'Hare or something like that and I'll just be standing there at you know as you know I'll be standing there at the gate or I'll be standing in line at Starbucks or something like that. And you're just kind of standing there and somebody walks by and it takes you just a moment, right? It takes a beat for you. You've got the recognition, like, wait, all right, the recognition. And then it takes a beat for you to be able to connect to who that person is because they're just, they're out of context. Yep, And, um, and I, I just, it always surprises me the number of people. I, maybe it shouldn't surprise me, but it it always surprises me sort of the number of people I see um, in airports. I go like, "Hey," and uh, and and where it goes from there.
0: I was I saw I was in Newark and I saw Stephen Van Zandt.
1: <laughs> but
0: it, same thing. It took he had all these scars around his head, and then I'm thinking. Oh, Springsteen! I'm not thinking Sopranos. I'm thinking you yeah. know, back to the Springsteen days. But yeah, you're right. And then a second later, they're gone. Yes. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. where where'd they go? So my big pressing question to everybody I'm talking to is: uh, Are you struggling for a haircut, barber, any of that? Or
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not sure. I'm you know I'm not sure how much more um, you know hair gel I can slap on my head and keep it from um, you know keep it from going uh, you know. Going horizontal. I mean, it would be one thing if I if, if I had sort of thinner hair that would just drop, you know, drop down. But mine tends to, mine tends to like expand. I, don't know, that's, I need to make the size of my head expand. They,
0: we, we have, you know, we have, of course, probably like you guys, meetings every few days where we're checking on everybody. And all we really want to see is whose hair is really, who's wearing the baseball cap. <laughs> um, who's wearing the baseball cap backwards because that subtracts 10 points off their IQ. Yeah. And then who's just given up. And it's, it's like both of the club. I have not, I usually shave my head. I just haven't done it for the last week or so yeah. hoping that it'll grow back in, but it, it's, we're not, it's not
1: working out that way. <laughs> oh,
0: man! So I- any projects you'd mentioned projects, anything you've really tackled?
1: Um, nothing, nothing too big. Like I, um, like I said, um, I, you know, before when it first hit, i said, like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to redo all my bikes. So did all, you know, kind of like, all right, well, let me, let me, let me prep them all. Let me, let me tune them up. Let me grease them up. Let me rewrap the handlebars, all that sort of stuff. So that was, uh, you know, that was sort of good fun. Um, got some, got some, uh, more like kind of just working, working my, my reading list, uh, you know, working the reading list down and then just, you know, that, that forever, that to-do list. Right. And so you just like tick stuff off, but it never, you know, the, it, it just means more shit goes on, right. Yeah, I mean, more I, stuff goes on the bottom of it. <laughs>
0: you know, I, I talked, I talked to one guy and he said, he thought his wife's name was Hunan because <laughs> she had so many chores for him to do when he was locked at home. We've whittled ours pretty much down. I'm down to, i I still clean the garage out probably once a week, which is an excuse to go have a beer out in the garage and yeah. nobody, nobody, but we've, we've tackled most of the big stuff, you know, gutters and, and things like that. So, um, we've had, we've had the time to do, to definitely do that, which is nice.
1: So I, I think the, you know, I, I, I think the question is, is kind of, you know, is we're all starting to look at different spots, but, you know, probably the South starting a little sooner to open up and, and, um, you know, even play, uh, you know, over in Europe, you start seeing places like Austria and, and and Italy starting to open up and what that starts to look like. Oh, I was thinking about this this morning. I saw a tweet come through with, um, from United Airlines, <clears throat> showing how they're going to, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to uh, block off the, the center seats to try and uh, you know try and provide you know a, a little bit of uh, social distancing. You're certainly not going to get six feet in an airplane. No. Um, but uh, but I was kind of thinking to myself, it's like there was probably a cheaper way for us to get empty middle seats, right? There probably <laughs> any...
0: <laughs> until they start selling out. Until they start overpacking those planes, those middle seats are going to get going to get
1: occupied. Would you get on a plane right now? I would. I, I think I would. I, I as I, I've I've spent some time looking, sort of looking at the math and looking at, at some things. I I would. I um. I, I, it was funny. I was talking to a guy, and I think what we are going to see though is I do believe it's going to look as things sort of settle out. I th- I, I think our, I think R. and the European airports are going to look a bit more Asian. And so, if you if you think about what happened um, you know, back, geez, almost twenty years ago now, uh, when SARS hit, uh, it mostly hit Asia Pac, and uh, and and the big piece was is you saw all these uh, temperature sensors going in, and so everybody was taking te- everybody's temperature before they walked through. I remember going into, uh, I remember one time flying into Beijing. And they just had they had a sensor that was basically thermographing everybody at, before you walked up to um, uh, to the passport control desk. And I remember I remember one time there was a woman who I don't know whether she ran for the <laughs> you know whether she was you know trying to make a connection or whether she was really sick or what it was you know what it was, but she clicked that uh, she tripped that um, that sensor. Wow. And, you know, she was she was shuttled over to the side. Um, You you don't know what happened to her, but but uh, but I saw those in uh, in China and I saw them in Singapore. And and I would not be surprised to see that sort of infrastructure happen here um, where you're going to get your temperature taken before you, before you're able to get, it
0: probably is part of security. Probably. I, I I don't disagree. It is. I think it's going to be very different. I think, I think travel, business travel in itself is going to take on a new because at least for my company, we're probably half road warriors, half in brick and mortar throughout the country. And mm-hmm. you know, all those people are working from home. I think people are going to see things a little bit different that, yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to hop on a plane, and I and I likened it to when the first time to meeting came out. I lost Delta status because I did so many to meetings because I didn't have to get on a plane. Um, I think you're going to see some kind of a, a,
1: of change along those lines as well. I I do. I think so. I think the I think the day trip is is going to go away for a long time, and that that whole idea of you know just you know, I'm, you know, here. I'm in Chicago. I'm going to fly out to New York, or I'm going to fly to Detroit for a day trip, and then I'm going to turn around and come back. I think, I, I think, this, this whole, uh, you know, what'll be now? What, six, eight, 12 weeks of video conferencing? I think, is going to prove itself out and and allow people, allow the culture, allow the work culture enough sort of break in time that that's now, that's now going to be acceptable. And so I think that's going to take a chunk, um, a chunk of the traffic out. I
0: I would agree. I wish I had bought Logitech stock and Zoom stock back in September, because (laughs) I probably wouldn't be uh, sweating so much right now. But I agree. I think, I think you are going to see a landscape um, change in, in that, in that respect. I mean, we've, I work on the software side and, and, you know, we've been able to do a lot of installs remotely where in the past, you know, there is, there's still something about seeing somebody eye to eye, um, yeah. I, you know, that, that is hard to overcome even with a zoom meeting, um, you know, some I, of that relationship.
1: Yeah. I don't, I mean, quite honestly, I don't think you close big deals yeah. over video conference. I would uh, agree. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. And, and complex deals too. So, I mean i think about some of the, some of the things i've done over my years uh of of uh negotiating and closing um large and complex um like managed services deals or things like that you're never going to get that you're never going to do that over um over video conference now i think what you can do though is I think some of those, some of that, you know, some of the process work can move to video, will be able to move to video, but you know, the kind of the startup and the final close down will never go in that direction. So I I would agree.
0: I think you can do the, you know, when you talk about land and expand, I think you can do the expand part via, but there's something about going to lunch with people or going and having a beer after work where you, you know, that, that rapport, that relationship is built outside of the, you know, out of the conference room. And I think that that's, you can't, you can't do that over a Zoom meeting.
1: Right, and you can't, you know, you can't have a hallway conversation as much as different people have tried to do that. You just cannot have that hall. You can't bump into people. You can't have that serendipity. You can't have that those hallway conversations. Yeah,
0: Karen can't show you pictures of her cat up to the camera, and
1: uh, <laughs> exactly you can, but it just you know yeah, it just, just does, doesn't have the same uh, think. I actually think the other thing that'll happen though. Um, from a travel standpoint, especially as I think about airports, hotels, rental cars, is I do think this will push automation further. Uh, and, I, and I do think there's, uh, there's been more automation and, uh, in, and especially airports and rental cars. I think there's been more, well, mostly airports. I think there's been more automation in Europe and Asia than there has been in, in, uh, in North America. Um, I just think about I, you know I think about places where I've been in Europe where there was there wasn't anybody checking my ID or checking my boarding pass or anything I, there was a there was a boarding gate I was putting my thing down, my boarding pass down and I moved straight through um, and, and I and you haven't seen that as much in the US and I think you'll I, I just think there's something around that that you'll start to see more automation go in place because uh, it's just going to be easier than social distancing.
0: I, I would agree. Yeah. And we are slow. I mean, when you, when you compare overseas airports to us, I mean, I'm sure you've been through ATL where they, the, the baggage um, claim for TSA is completely different than any place else, yeah. but you know, that's not at every airport at this point. Right. Exactly. Um, I, yeah. I think I I would agree with that for, for sure. Well, Mark, anything else you want to plug any uh
1: you know, I think that's. I, I, I think that's it. I think um, you know. I, uh, the one of the things I've. Uh, I, I still find sort of the the culture and the exercise around travel is always, always an interesting thing. That's why I've always said, from travel Commons, it's more about the journey than the destination. And that is, I do. I do think that goes, Steve, into your comment around kind of road warriors all hanging out together. There is that culture. There is that culture of a frequent traveler and somebody who just, you know, kind of gets in that groove and, 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 uh, and knows the exercise and knows the drill. And you can see that person, whether that person is in an airport, in a hotel, um, even, even in queue, in a, in a restaurant. There's just sort of a, there, there's a different there, there's a different approach, and that is, it's a tribe. <laughs>
0: it, 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 I was watching. The reason I asked about movies, is I was watched up in the air with Chloe, oh, yes. and it's probably one of my favorite movies. And it reminds me when my wife and I, the first time she took a trip with me, we go, we go through TSA. Handle my, I, I walk through, and her name was spelled wrong on her ticket. I'm already on the other side of TSA, and she's stuck, and she's like looking at me because when I travel with people, I'm like, you're on your. You got to figure out. You are kind of on your own. I am on my own. We're, you know, we're looking to get there. But uh, and then the other scene from that movie when they're they're sitting in the bar comparing travel reward programs and yeah. cards, and it's you know I've got that metal Marriott card and that metal Hilton card, and I'll drop it on the desk, and I love the sound of it. And that's you know,
1: I, I think that movie. I think one of the best things was when they showed George Clooney packing. Yes, when he yeah. does the whole zipper and a, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that whole. You know that 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 whole idea of you've you've got a routine and and you're going to hit it because then you don't have to think about it and it's I, I think it's kind of the road warrior version of Steve Jobs saying you know what I I've got you know fifty black turtlenecks and fifty pair of jeans and that's all I wear every day so I don't have to think about it. it, it it's exactly kind of, it's kind I of, bought big.
0: I bought the same suitcase probably three or four times. I switched recently to a different back because I knew everything would fit. I didn't have to think about it. I knew, you know, I never go into my suitcase when I'm home to take anything out. You're right. It it is, it is a system. They should probably do some kind of psychological study on us. (laughs) So, well, Mark, I appreciate your time. I know it's a, it's a Saturday, but um, I, I greatly appreciate everybody. I'll put the links in the show notes. Listen to travel commons. Thanks, uh, Mark's dude. got way better stories than I do. Follow him, on, <laughs> follow him on Untapped. He's got probably three times as many beers. What are you, over 6,000, 7,000? It's a bunch. Yeah,
1: something like that. That's just, yeah, that's just, uh, I'm not sure what that says about me.
0: Yeah, don't ever show your doctor that. They go, well, here, this explains a lot. So, uh, <laughs> but I will put all the links in the show notes. Mark, I always say travel
1: safe. Nobody's traveling. Be safe. Hopefully yeah, you and your you family,
0: everybody remains healthy.
1: Absolutely. Um, Thanks very much. Great. This has been a fun conversation. Thanks again.
0: Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at hypeamerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.